Hey, y'all, we're back here on the Chase Moms Podcast uh, with a new episode. Sports reporters uh, who have indeed assembled. Uh, sorry that it's coming uh, a couple days late. I uh, recorded this over the weekend, but uh, just now uh, getting up early here on a Monday morning. But um, I apologize on that front, but uh, some unforeseen circumstances kind of uh, derailed uh, the weekend a little bit. But um, yeah. I, it, it's still topical. It's still a lot of fun stuff with Robert Silverman of the Daily Beast and Andrew Hammond of the Detroit Free Press. Uh, all kinds of uh, fun sports stuff that we did hit on on this episode. So I uh, hope you guys uh, enjoy it um, with the sports reporters. Uh, apologize again for the delay here. Um, but don't forget, you can watch us on YouTube, youtube.com, type in the Chase Most Podcast, find us there, like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um if you are not already subscribed to this podcast, I would appreciate it if you could go ahead and do so. Plus, if you like the pod, make sure you leave us a five-star rating and a review. Tell us why you like the show, all that good stuff. Um, it would be great and help more than you know. Uh, don't forget, you can email this very program at chasedemospodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, sportsrenaissancemand.substack.com. It's the Substack. Uh, type in your email uh, to get email in your inbox every day. Uh, just that simple. Sports Renaissance Man. That's me. Uh, don't forget, you can always follow me on Twitter at Chase double underscore Thomas and like the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Chase Thomas Writer. All right, Uncle Darren, let's go. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, you heard it. The sports reporters. We have indeed reassembled. I've got the Tennessee Orange beanie going today. Um, the Tennessee Volunteers, of course, as the good folks know, um, who just live and die with Tennessee recruiting news. Um, Tennessee. Uh, shout out to on three um, and the recruiting prediction machine. Machine is trending heavily for Tennessee to land five-star quarterback Nico I'm gonna try again Ima Liava Ima Liava I don't know it's it's great here it's Nico that's all we need to know it's they're gonna Nico land because, Nico that's what I said in my report about Nico right and yeah. I'm feeling great uh midterms are here I've just been doing uh, everything re- like I just I don't know how I'm gonna transition guys from AP citations to a sports reporter podcast. I don't know how we're going to do this, but I'm going to do my best with my fellow sports reporters, Andrew Hammond, down there in the black and gold. He's rocking the full on Iowa look today. This is a, I'm wearing a sweater mm-hmm. and because it's kind of sort of cold here. And I'm wearing a hat because got a situation going on up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, we don't need the entire nation addressing it. So yeah, what's the situation? Just too long. This is a hat podcast. Very clearly. Mm-hmm. This is clearly a pro hat. Yeah. I, pro I, hat. Don't, I don't, I don't appear on it without some kind of headgear anymore. It's, it's and, in my contract. And that, <laughs> and I'm also, yeah, like it's all about coordination. I was just like, eh, screw it. I'm barely awake as it is anyway. So who cares? Go Hawks. There you go. Go, go Hawks. Hawks. Uh, also here, it's Mr. Bobby Silverman of the Daily Beast. Robert, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Morning. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Is it snowing in New York today? It's great to stay up late, right, Andrew? Good morning <laughs> to you. This is a PG podcast, right? Mm-hmm. That's from Singing in the Rain. That's a PG I know. movie. Just, just know, Bob, I'm giving you yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, Good. that was mm-hmm. in go. the morning. In the morning, mm-hmm. uh, it is. It is sort of a hail sleep type situation here in New York. For those mm-hmm. of you get it using the Chase Thomas podcast on Sunday to get Saturday's weather, it's uh, no. This one actually go up today. I think. I think I'm going to put this oh, one yeah? up today. Yeah, I think it's okay. going to go up today. So there's uh, for those of you checking the morning weather in the afternoon in New York City, we are dealing with uh, temperatures in the low to mid 30s, freezing rain sleet and snow projected until the early evening hours it's disgusting i was going to go to trader joe's and do some shopping feel like i might put that off till tomorrow oh i don't think i've ever been in a trader joe's what oh so <laughs> doesn't have one no we do um you in atlanta go. there's there's trader joe's everywhere i don't know i just never i'm i'm a creature you of a habit public guy you're no, I hate Publix. Guy. So Publix okay. is my it's funny. There's like a people give me grief about this because most people in Georgia are Publix people. Um, and Publix is like my super guess. bright. It's super well lit. It's very friendly, very helpful. <laughs> and I don't want any of that when I'm at the grocery store. So I'm actually very pro Kroger. <laughs> like, I don't want to be helped. I want you to leave me alone. I want to see other people who are angry about Chase being there. Me. Chase wants to be sitting in a dark cellar somewhere, fumbling around, trying to just grab items. Yes. No matter what they are. That is what I prefer. Yes. That is how I want That's- my grocery buying experience. So like Publix, I like th- my hell is them ca- coming up to me when I'm looking at cereal or something or oatmeal. And they're just like, can I help you find anything? No. Leave me alone. Leave you know, me alone. You, you, know, you know, that's the perfect Curb Your Enthusiasm episode, right? Where yeah. basically it's Larry and, and Leon. <laughs> Where Larry and Leon will probably have this debate on what's the better grocery store. Mm-hmm. And then Larry is forced to go into a Publix where people are super friendly and super helpful mm-hmm. because he can't find the one thing. And they do like a little slow motion where the, uh, where the attendant comes in and helps him, and he's, he just freaks out. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. that's absolutely what will probably happen. The, the Trader Joe's is good for, for, I, I usually go to our local key food just to get things regularly because it's around the block from my house. But if I need to do a big, you know, shop for the next two to three weeks type grocery shopping, which I desperately need to do. I'm, I, I do go to our local, our local Trader Joe's, which is huge and was built in a former bank on Atlantic Avenue. So the ceilings are pointlessly and needlessly very high. And, uh, but it's, it, the prices are, are good. You can get things in bulk. I quite enjoy shopping now. You can, it's, it's, there you go. it's, it's a, good it's a delight for Bob. Tra- tra- Trader Joe's is the best. Get the orange People love chicken. It. Hmm. Yeah, the, there's the, a the, there the is the a co-op chicken chicken is very good. <laughs> the sports renaissance woman loves this co-op uh, close to us. That's actually really good and a lot of good, a lot of good meats over there. But it's a mm-hmm. lot. The co-ops, uh, it's interesting. It's like a, you, I don't know how to explain it. It's a very interesting setup and where they've got stuff. But I, I dig it. I dig it. It's a food um, club, right? Does she put in the hours? Uh, I think you have to. Yeah, you have to volunteer yes. X number of hours for week. So yeah. Um, but yeah, there you go. There's your update on the co-op situation in Knoxville, Tennessee for your Saturday afternoon pleasure, folks. But we have to start, guys, because the NFL uh, had a lot of changes this week. We're not going to talk about a bad tweet from a certain ESPN reporter uh, yesterday. Because we're, we're not going to talk mean, about Mr. Editor? 
Oh my goodness. Yeah, we're not going to go into that. Um, but what we will go Adam into. Adam forgot to rewrite the text message from his agent, and in his oh, thirst to get the story out, he just shared it with the rest it, of the it, world. It, 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 you know what the funny thing about it is? Is that if if you've paid attention to, I know Chase didn't want to do it, but it's like if you paid attention to it and you realize just how like much of a water boy Adam Schefter actually is for the NFL. It, my God, my it's God well, Almighty man. King, man, my, doing that, that's that's a well-paying job. I tell uh, you. It's it's like you don't have to do it like there is no need for him to make that tweet it was just so unwarranted like i that's all i'll say it was just unwarranted we were on the we were on the conspiracy Mm -hmm. last week and my unfounded conspiracy is what i said earlier that he got a message from his agent and he forgot to properly rewrite it when he was sending out the news absolutely absolutely that's what happened it was just, and, he, and he didn't attribute the said reps he could have just said sources close to him say blah 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 but he literally did yeah journalism malpractice in he the does, most hilarious done, form he, look this is a long and storied practice for our guy Shefty. i mean all yeah. of the scoop guys are forced to be compromised like the scoop oh, my for food, sure. that's what you do you horse trade and you beat Sweden and you do that. And so he got, he got his hand caught in the cookie jar this time. Well, speaking of, I mean, it's a, it's turning into more of a dangerous game. Did y'all see Kevin Durant stare down shams this week in the Nets Sixers game? He had a dunk early on and like they made eye contact and it was like one of those ferocious dunks. So shams, but sham shout out to him, stared him down back, was not moved. He was like, what's up? What's up? I'm here. I'm behind the, do they have beef? I don't know. It was just funny. I don't know, if, but it was... I'll send it to you guys in the chat. Um, Shams was doing a lot of... Uh, not to parse a stare-down dunk by Kevin Durant mm. and what it might mean, but Shams was doing a lot of the heavy lifting for Team Rich Paul in the run-up mm. to the Harden-Ben Simmons trade. So, uh, oh, that is true. Um, so, because... And he was doing that because uh, there have been at times it, it got very it got very murky in the Scoopmeister NBA game because for years Daryl Morey was known to be or considered or rumoredly a big Woj source, but Rich Paul is not, and so there was a moment where where Woj seemed to sort of. This the Harden Simmons trade story, but Shams was the one insisting it could happen. Well, to um, map all this yeah. out, we've got Ethan Sherwood. Stra- <laughs> Not going there. Nope. Nope. Um, but yeah, did you see there. the? Did you see the chat that I dropped in? Um, yeah, the, I the did. Um, yeah, it's actually kind of funny. Like mm-hmm. he's just like I don't know if if. It, it, if if Shams is just going, oh yeah, oh I'm absolutely staring back at you, mm-hmm. or it's just more like I'm watching. What do you do? What do you do in the moment if an NBA player is just is? I, I'll tell you this. I was doing a story years ago on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know if this counts as a stare down. I, I was going to. I was writing a thing about the Michael Rappaport documentary that he made about the 1970s New York Knicks. 
from the Garden with Eden. Oh, yeah, yeah, based yeah. on Harvey Ayrton's book. Harvey Ayrton's book is delightful. Yeah, Michael Rappaport made a documentary, which is fine. Um, so I wrote a I wrote a story about it, and I, I went to the premiere, and this was twenty. This was like just right after Bill Jackson agreed to be the next president of basketball operations. So, you know, the stars came out, everyone was very happy about the Knicks and optimistic, ha 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 ha. And uh, Alan Iverson showed up to the premiere and he was, you know, three years out of retirement at that point. But as this premiere was happening, so it's, you know, late spring, early summer, 2014, this is when the Donald Sterling Clippers news is at the center of the basketball universe. So plucky reporter me decides I'll ask Alan Iverson what he thinks about what's happening with Sterling mm-hmm. on the red carpet. So I ask Alan Iverson some fumbling, badly phrased question like, do you think the NBA went far enough in punishing Donald Sterling or something like that? And he just gives me the death stare. He stares right back at me. And I thought I was absolutely (laughs) terrified. So I don't know if I stared Alan Iverson down back, but I can say that I didn't move. So from the outside, it might've looked like a very tense face off, but the two parties were in very different emotional states of being. Alan Iverson, right. death stare, me <laughs> frozen, unable to move. But, you know, if you look at it from the outside, it just looks like that. Yeah. So Alan gives me the death stare and finally says like, something like, what the hell are you doing? What the, F you, what the F is your problem asking me a question like that? Like, da 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 and leaves. And I was like, it didn't seem like that. I didn't. It, it, I just wanted his take on Sterling. Because I thought I could write it up into like 500 words of a, I don't know, because he hadn't been. That's fascinating. I don't know. So again, extrapolating from my own experiences to what happened with Shams and that, I'm just saying the camera lies. Mm. And it may not have been Shams being like, I'm here. Come at me, bro. So I thought I would have more of a, more of a sense of yelling. So one of my, uh, good buddies back in Atlanta, he had really, really good seats, or his company had really good seats for Hawks games. And every now and then I would go with him, and we would be right behind the visitor's bench, like right behind it. So you could see uh, me on a couple broadcasts uh, from a few years back um, at these Hawks games. And I remember there was one time they were playing the Pelicans, and this was this was a bad Pelicans team. And, oh, a tradition unlike any other. And I, I was gonna uh, say something, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of, there's also the, like there's in my neighbor I was running the other day, and I saw like one of my neighbors had a gigantic New Orleans Pelicans flag like in their backyard, just like a giant one. And I just had so many questions of like I didn't sure, know why not. Who is a diehard Pelicans fan in Knoxville, Tennessee? I just I I, I just have had questions. But anyway, alas, alas. So let me finish my thought. So then, of course, we're on the bench, and like they're bad, and obviously I want the Hawks to win. And I was thinking about it and I was listening to the players just talk and it was like I learned a lot by how players watch games and what they say to each other and trash talk. It's really interesting. Um, But I didn't say anything out loud. 
I didn't. I thought I was going to like get in or yell at players or something like that or really get into it. I'm like, I don't have that in me. So it's interesting that some dudes like you'll see who are yelling at Kyrie and Ben Simmons, like on the just whatever and like really passionate and really like it's in their soul. I don't have I am not confrontational. Like I am not about it. I just don't have it. Like I thought I I could do it. And I was like, I can't do it. And to me, there's a and probably and maybe I don't know, you know. You, you, you may operate differently, but for me, like there's a respect level when it comes to sitting in those seats. Yeah. Like, you don't I, want to be Robin thicker. Yeah. It's, or, or if you want to have a little fun, like I remember uh, me and my buddies we were at a, uh, we were at an NHL game and we had the seats that we had were. Oh, like, look at the dog. Aww. Sorry. Sorry, Andrew. Oh, you're, you're sorry. No, my story, my story is worth an awe. Did, did he? Did did Khaleesi just wink? She did. I, she, oh, there it is again. She knows you guys. She's like, "Sup, boys." Um, no. So, like, we had seats that were like catty corner to the uh, visiting bench of an NHL team. So, you know, um, so we're sitting there, and like, it's like our seats are really good. So, like, we could easily like they would always have guys would always have to. If they're gonna exit or even enter the bench area, they would probably have to come through us. Um, and so <laughs> we're just like we're, we're enjoying the game. And I think the, it was the fact that we had one such good seats. Two, the team really wasn't worth you know talking about in terms of like trash talking. We were just there to enjoy the game. And I'm like yeah, and, and but you know. That decorum and that sense of don't make an ass of yourself in, in, in public, yeah, mm. that maybe went you know maybe to the second or third third row behind me. After that, everybody was just kind of like an ass. So you're like, oh, well, yeah. I, I guess I guess I guess we're at the good boy line. But <laughs> I will say my one caveat is pro wrestling shows. I will be obnoxious oh, pro and like shows well, that's fun. That's very different. That's, yeah, because you're. It's like part of the show. It's. I think you're not. I don't understand why people go to a pro wrestling show and don't engage and don't react and yeah. do stuff like that. The whole point Just is to react. keep score, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, 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 it's like baseball. It's, mm-hmm. it's it's like a it's like a day in August at whatever stadium you want to make it, and you have your scorebook and you're just jotting stuff down. That's what you do at wrestling matches. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. You don't sit there and. And be a be, be a smart ass with wrestlers when you're on the uh, third row. Not that I've done anything like that <laughs> several times. The best one of the best live sporting events I've ever been to was I went to go see kickboxing in in Bangkok. In <laughs> okay. Yeah. That um, is the most Bob thing ever, but I love this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We were we were doing some shows in uh, Bangkok and Chiang Mai. This was 1996. Chase was barely alive. Um, we are doing plays there. And uh, so we're in Bangkok for, I think we're in Bangkok for three weeks or something. And we go, we go to where the, the kickboxing matches are because we want to go. Mm-hmm. And the, it was, you know, I don't even know what league it was or if it was technically professional. They were they were definitely like lightweight and featherweight fighters. These were, you know, five foot two, ninety eight pound dudes, just wailing on each other. 
Mm. And the tickets were 100 baht, which was very expensive at the time. Granted, that was $2.50 for the best seats. Um, and the first row seats were 200 baht, which was $5, mm. um, which we did not get because we go in. Because it, was, it wasn't even in like an arena. It was in a bar that had a ring set up and things set up in there. And they were, they were there. We're going to buy some tickets. They're like, good seats are, you know, general admission is 50. Good seats are 50. Good seats are 100. And the front row seats are 200. And we're like, okay, well, we can spend $5 to go to the front row. That'll be fun. But then we notice one problem with the front row seats, which is that draped all across the seats right up against the ring are a large sheet of plastic. And we're going... I don't know what that plastic <laughs> is for, but I think I don't want to pay a hundred baht to find out. So we got yeah. the good seats and not the two hundred dollars seats. Any case, there we're watching this fight, and these two guys are just absolutely. It was it was incredibly exciting. Mm. Fun, like these guys are just wrecking each other, and we realized I think halfway through like the second or third match, what the plastic is for, which is that when one guy gets beat so bad that blood comes spurting out of his face. Everyone in the front row has to pick up the plastic. So it's a Gallagher show? It's a Gallagher show. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> to stop the blood from getting splashed directly. Oh, God. Oh, I, I've only... So that did not require a lot. I mean, I'm not, I had no participation. I sat there in my good seat with my jaw agape. Just sitting there going like, oh, wow, these two little dudes. I would not want to fight this little guy. This guy would absolutely wreck me. Look, either one. The one who's getting winning, the one who's losing, either one of them could destroy me. That was a, that was a fun match I watched. You, you, you know what's crazy game. about that, though, is that like some of the most violent and like, oh, my God, is this really happening? Like events are those low level like combat sports like low level kickboxing um i remember being at a show at a ufc it was maybe like a level below ufc um mm-hmm. in wichita because basically there were on this on this maybe five or six fight you know card you had like half of them were either from kansas or had spent time in the area and so you know all these guys are just kind of you know they're fighting nationally prominent dudes and yeah we were maybe five rows deep and just for because it was in such an enclosed and small spot you had you know very limited room so if you were on that front row you were getting not necessarily blood but you were getting like if guys were thrown against the cage you would see the sweat come off the cage i'm like you know what I'm five rows back, and this is a bit too close <laughs> for me. You know, you know the scene in the Deer Hunter where Christopher Walken is playing Russian roulette. Yeah, yeah, it was a little like that too. Because like <laughs> the main, the main action wasn't for the Gallagher fans in the front row hiding yeah. themselves in the blood. That was kind of for the tourists, I think. It was just a lot of chain smoking and gambling oh. on these fights. I, I think I lost. I, I I dropped some money 
I, I bet on a guy and I lost. I was kind of happy that I did. I didn't like to be like the falang going in and trying to collect my winnings on a fight. So I was just like, yeah, I'll wager some money on that guy. Okay, I lost. Oh well. Okay, gotta go. Bye. So was it yeah. was it forced? Like did, did did they like? Oh, you make make a bet. They were very look. They were very. They were not to give us a bit a big tour of the red light district in Bangkok, but for all you Chase Thomas podcast fans going to Pat Pong anytime soon. Yes. Um. At least things may have changed. I don't know. We're talking twenty five years ago, but they were very aggressive towards foreigners because they had the money. Oh, so for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, foreigners were referred to in Thai as Falang. Falang, 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 Falang. You didn't have a name, you're just Falang. Mm-hmm. Falang, Falang, Falang. And they grab, they would grab at your clothing and be like, come here, come here. It wasn't violent, but it was very, it's a hard sell. And they, so they were, yeah, they, they, a, a very aggressive sales pitch. A very aggressive sell. So they were like, come on, Falang, Falang, Falang. You, you know, you make bet, you make bet. Bet, bet, bet. You know, who is good? Who is good? Who you like? And I'm like, you know what? I, I really can't. I, I don't know what the chalk line is on this fight. I'm just you're, te- you're, you're, you're telling me that they weren't uh, too invested in DraftKings or or, or some yeah. FanDuel down there? Not not at the time. No, they were very very aggressive. Um, in general, like uh, people were also very aggressive, like like towards the fact that I have body hair, which seemed very very exciting and foreign to them. I don't have body like- hair. They would grab. I, I would get my body hair like touched and grabbed by strangers on more than one occasion. What? You get used to it. You get used uh, to. Oh, hey, no, no, no! You don't get used to it. I yeah, I don't think I would get used to that. Zoo. Yeah, I don't think I could get used to that. <laughs> Bob, um, no. Uh, yeah. In any case, you grab. I'll give you guys like if they grab. They were like, you make bet, like you know, make bet, belong, 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 make bet, make bet, and I'm like, okay, I'll bet a hundred baht on him. Mm-hmm. And it sort of pointed, and I held up my bot, and they were like, "Okay." They gave me a ticket. I watched the fight. He and like these guys are like chain smoking and like wearing very shiny suits, and like, and I go and like I go back, and I'm like, and I watch him, and he loses, and I'm like, "Oh, okay." They're up my ticket, and I'm like, "That was fun. That was fun for me." It like the fights were great. Don't get it twisted. Those were. I'm not a combat sports fan by nature, but that shit. Whoa, so much fun. Huh. If you're in the red light district and you go to the and you're done with the night market and you don't want to go to the particularly X-rated parts of the red light district, I highly recommend kickboxing if they're still holding the match. If you if you don't want to see boobs, go watch somebody get kicked in the head. Yeah, and, you know, and possibly own. lose some money off of it. So there you go. It's a hundred story time with Bob. It's two fifty. It's a right. hundred bucks. So basically, if I if I, if I laid a fifty down on somebody. Um, I better pray that I win, or I, I don't better know pray that they, I lose. I don't know whether they pay it out or not. Money seemed to be exchanging from the bookies to the people making a bet, so it's not like it was a grift. I feel like it was fine. I was just, you know, I barely out of college and petrified and confused, and I didn't want to have to go through like whatever rigmarole happened with winning. But that was, uh, yeah. We'll get, we can have more Thai story time another time. It was it was very exciting living and working there for a chunk of my life. I'd be down. Which yeah. naturally brings us back to Russell Wilson being a member of the Denver <laughs> Broncos now. You know who wouldn't go to the Red Light District? Russell Wilson. 
It's probably true. I would. I don't think I would go. I'd be overwhelmed pretty quick. I don't think I would do it. You gotta just go, go. You walk around, see it, learn it. Did, have you been to? Have you did? Have you been to Amsterdam, Chase? I haven't been out of the country. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. You gotta get out of the country, man. The whole I world. Yeah, get out of the country. The, the sports renaissance one will have uh, that. Like, I, I will be out of the country a lot uh, over the next several years. Is my T- guess. Tijuana. Um, I'll, I'll just say you if you if you're gonna go to, to uh, San Diego, mm-hmm. go to Tijuana. Okay. I, a lot it of winking a, going on. It Andrew's was a, winking. Um, the I'll dog's just, winking. I'll, I'll just say that statute of limitations mm-hmm. is still um, is still active, so I can't explain the uh, Tijuana trip altogether. Okay. Um, Russell Wilson though is now a member of the Denver Broncos and. The AFC West, man, is suddenly it's just, it's so loaded. Poor Derek Carr. Poor if Derek it, Carr. He didn't do what? anything. I'll, I'll defend mm-hmm. Derek Carr here. Okay. Derek if Carr Derek, is a perfectly cromulent quarterback. If yeah. Derek Carr is the, oh my God, that's like the lowest you can go, Derek Carr. If that is your, if, if that is your low point, mm-hmm. your division is pretty damn good. Yeah, so the, the Chargers yeah. got Khalil Mack for yes pennies on the dollar. So that was it. And so Bears fans explained that to me because I was like, I was like, why are you doing this? But then they explained they were like, hey, we've got a lot of money we need to unload. So yeah, they do. We need we need less. We need more draft picks, and we need to tighten. You know, we need we need to you know. Tighten up our budget. The Bears aren't going to win anything in the next couple of years anyway. Khalil Mack is a luxury they can't afford. Yeah. But they still got like the Chargers still got Khalil Mack for less than the Chiefs paid for Von Miller. So there is that. But the thing is, like, the Bears are doing it backwards now, where now they're selling off a bunch of pieces and then Allen Robinson's going to walk in free agency. And it's like, if you have any Justin Field socks, sell that sell that now. Like it's not gonna work. It's it's over. They can, they can they can build up they can invest in the offense. No, they don't have time. So like the part of it is like the NFL it just moves so quick and it's year to year. And you have a seventeen game season, and now if you're taking away his weapons, he doesn't have the defense that he had before. Now it's just like Justin Fields, know, good luck. You don't like what good. you do now. What you do now is you add, like you do, like the Jets, your New York Jets. So what they're going to do is they're probably going to invest a bunch in their defense and in the draft. Um, They tried to sign Corey Davis. It didn't work out. They drafted Elijah Moore. They're going to continue adding pieces on the offensive line. They drafted Mekhi Becton. But they're like, they know that the pressure is on to get Zach Wilson cooking as soon as freaking possible. Because before you know it, he's Sam Darnold. The Bears are doing it like you can't build that way anymore at the NFL. You can't just have the rookie quarterback and then also do a teardown. Like you can't do that at the same time. You have to be investing. I know, the but you can't. But like the only way to invest around the rookie quarterback is to get Von Miller, Khalil Mack's salary off the books. And yeah, like no, there's them. I, why? Because, because you're Bob, broke. You need to be broke. broke. That's how it needs to be. Like you need to be because broke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they can reinvest those dollars in getting a couple. Like just make, while, while they can, look, the Bears can cobble together some some weapons for for Justin Miller. What they need to do is they need to be they need to stop him from getting pancaked every other series. Yeah, and they and and Khalil Mack doesn't help them do that at all. Well, that and you've you've kind of seen it in the NFL anyway in terms of 
building like you can one build through the draft two you have the opportunity so if you have a young quarterback if you can still do it on that rookie contract then yeah, you're in good you shape um so I, I i what i don't understand is look i understand getting rid of carson wentz and they got a lot for carson wentz i'm not exactly sure what the Colts are doing they're trading for jimmy garoppolo it looks like I mean, Garoppolo for one year, I mean, he's been in the NFC title game to the last three years, went to the Super Bowl. I mean, he's he's good enough. He's better than what they've had over the last oh, one. Um, that's I just Bay feel Area bad for the Colts. Sanchez. That's Bay Area. I, I, yeah, I would I would rather give something to the Vikings for Kirk Cousins than go. Uh, I don't know. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. No, go ahead. Kirk Cousins is in the Derek Carr perfectly cromulent quarterback club. No, I think Derek Carr is a better quarterback than Kirk yeah, Cousins. Derek, Derek he is, is a better, better car than Kirk. He is, but he's within that. Oh, he's he's in the, he's in that realm. Yeah, no, he's better than Jimmy G. Uh, he, I don't and, know. And here's the and the the struggle you that you have know. though is you've got a Kirk Cousins contract that nobody really wants to take on. No, but at the same time, but the Vikings can't. Accept him yeah and and it's pretty clear that the vikings are ready to move on and i think if the if there is a they're in a space where a lot of teams are where it's we would love to move on with our quarterback or we would love to move on with whatever you'll insert high price contract of a guy who's still kind of productive, who we can still get an, enough of a haul from. Yeah. If you're, if you're the Vikings, you absolutely listen to, because here's the thing you're going to end like two, three years. If Kirk cousins is still in Minnesota after two or three years, I, would not be, I, I don't think he's going to last this offseason. No, no, and, and that's the thing. It's like you, you're right. going to have to move on to a quarterback eventually. So, so, Shep, so bad Schefter tweet notwithstanding, <laughs> where do you guys think Deshaun Watson heads up? Ends up? I'm going to say Panthers, but I... That's what, that's what people who seem to know what they're talking about on Twitter are saying. Maybe. Yeah. maybe I don't know. Steelers? Steelers make that's who I was joking. Where Steelers I was like, the Steelers, makes sense. The Seahawks going from Russell Wilson to Deshaun Watson would be, I mean, I just two completely different people, but also just that, like, if that the Seahawks would reroute those draft picks they just got for Russell. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And, and, and that's the thing. Seattle would absolutely do that, which let's, let's keep it a buck here. They shouldn't. Holy crap! You got a new lease on life, and if but here's the I, thing, Andrew. Pete Carroll's the oldest coach in the NFL. Well, that man I, well, is not, not rebuilding. Through, well, no, yeah. well, no, that, and that's the thing. It's like if you if you think that they're going to do a rebuild, it's like mm-hmm. okay, cool, and then you get rid of you know you, you trade. I'm one of still, one of your best I'm, one of your best players, and then you I'm, basically just let one of your other players go on the offensive side of the ball. Like you know, leaving aside various Legion of Boom members, like Russell Wilson is the best player in Seahawks franchise history. Ooh, full stop. No, well, we're we're going Steve Largent here. Is that what? Yeah, we're what, Jones. I think about Steve Warren Moon, Walter Jones. 
Warren Moon showed up. I said Walter Jones. No, we Walter he, Jones. You're not going offensive lineman over wow. Russell Wilson. Is, is it? Am I wrong? Yes, am Russell I Wilson wrong? won yes. a Super Bowl. Yes, yes. Walter Jones, best at his position. No, one, one of the best at his position in an era. Russell no, Wilson yeah. was a bad was a bad pass away from two Super Bowl wins for your, the Seattle give, Seahawks. Give, give me, I, I will say he's the greatest quarterback in Seahawks history. Well, yeah, I, it's like I, him, I, Dave Cregan's Jim Zorn. So, I, okay. I, I'm, I'm still going Walter Jones. Can't Sorry. do it. You're uh, you can't do it. Offensive lineman cannot be the best player in your franchise history. What? Can't do yeah, it. Yeah, it's true. Um, like I'm not Cleveland, over here going. Say, you know, people Cleveland. forget, folks. Bob Whitfield for those or those late '90s Atlanta Falcons. Bob Whitfield was really doing work. He was he was doing work protecting Chris Chandler during that. Super yeah. Bowl run. Okay. Bob mm-hmm. Whitfield. Bob, Bob, Bob Whitfield. Bob Whitfield. Mediocre offensive lineman. How I think Chris you? might have made up a name. I don't think that guy actually exists. <laughs> he does. Um, I, I was going to say, you could make an argument that the best player in the Browns 1999 to present is literally an offensive lineman, is Joe Thomas. Yeah, you could. Well, I mean, that's 20 years, though. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just. The Seahawks have only been around for 25 years longer than that. Mm. I also think it might be Miles Garrett at this point for Cleveland. Yeah, no. uh, give him time. Yeah, yeah. Garrett's that, somewhere in that, there. That and the if you're making Pro Bowls from your rookie year mm. all the way basically till you retire, it's true. Yeah, what so, if I could live with Joe Thomas? What if Peyton, Peyton Hillis? Yeah, Peyton. Hill. What about Kelly Holcomb? He got a playoff win for, or he yeah. got to the playoffs. Did he win? Did no, they win that no, game they, against they, the Steelers? No. no, they choked. They were they up did. like okay. they were. They were up double digits and. In Pittsburgh. If I That's remember. right. I remember right. it being so, snowy. So, uh, look, I, I don't... I would be surprised if Seattle rerouted mm-hmm. all those picks for... It makes some sense. They would just uh, do it in the draft. My also, bet just is, don't trade no for Deshaun Watson. There's don't no trade for him. There's no good guys. Like, this is a... This is a... This is a Blaine Gabbard... Yeah. ...type quarterback draft. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, Ooh, no- and that's and that's and and that is the that's what I'm interested in because for for say for a team like Minnesota, mm-hmm. you could easily just cut bait with Kirk Cousins, but look at the active quarterback market right now; it stinks. So okay. you're you're probably better off. Waiting a year, like, and that's the thing. You're waiting, waiting a year or two years for the, you know, for for draft picks or the next, you know, big free agency well, cycle because this is just. Well, well, Bryce Young is coming out next year, right? Yes, he is. Yeah, uh, Bryce Young's a superstar. Like he's going to be like a Young great player. For Brian, for Bryce Young. That's what the kids are all saying. No, Bryce is a player, man. Bryce, he almost beat Georgia by himself. If you go back through and watch a lot of those bad drops in the Georgia game, um, if they have Mechie and um, why am I blanking on and Williams, like they yeah. win that game. Like there were just drops by those young guys who just haul and company that. I, I have another game. question since we Bryce Young's legit. I have another game. Another question for the group since we haven't been able to solve the Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson query. So it is at least for me in the Silverman mm-hmm. household. Spend five minutes every day clicking on the new mock drafts mm-hmm. season. 
Mm-hmm. Who, who, who is actually trustworthy and a good Mox drafter? Is it, Ooh. uh, wait, trustworthy guy... in terms of like what they think is going to happen or trustworthy in the sense that they're good and these fits make sense? Cause those are two different ways of looking at the draft. Like Kuiper see. does it based on like what he thinks teams are going to do. And then they're I'm like, not, I'm not, that's agent advice. <laughs> That's that's uh, yeah. that's literally I'm doing the bidding of agents. C1. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it in the group chat later. But I'm not <laughs> spending Claus- like Jimmy Clausen. Um, hello. I'm not. I'm not spending five dollars a month for ESPN Plus to read Mel Kiper. So so let's stay out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say probably. I mean, Connor Rogers does really good work. Um, I've always liked his stuff. Trevor Sikama. PFF. Like, it's not Lance something. It's like oh Lance Zerline. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, that guy, Lance. Dane, Dane Brugler. Oh, Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks, I like a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These guys. Dane Brugler at the Athletic. He has basically the 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 big book on. He's the he's the Sam Bassani of of the Athletic for the NFL draft. Yeah. Oh my God, he's fan like because there's some stuff I'll just literally. Sam Bassani. I'm going to stand for Sam Bassani on this pod. Sam Bassani yeah. is the best. If you're if you're looking for someone about NBA draft intro, Sam is your man. He does the most research. He eats the most tape. He writes. He he watches everybody. He is exceedingly fair, and he does good reporting. Sam Bassani. But it's also not fair because he's in the Australian time zone, so he's able to just do stuff at different hours. Like that's it's not fair. Yeah, it's that, it's that classic Australian vibe <laughs> that we hear so much about these days. But he's got to watch all those AFL games. He's got to keep up mm-hmm. on the Essendon, uh, whatever they are, Essendon something. Isn't uh, Australia like a crazy flight? Isn't it just a crazy flight time? Long flight. Yeah. yeah. You got to go for If you're coming from the East Coast in these states, you got to go mm-hmm. New York, Japan, Australia. Oh. Or, or New York, or New York, Alaska, Australia. So I was going to oh, say, do you, so basically you're just kind of, you're going West instead of just going down East. Do they yeah, call it the deep vein thymbrosis flight? Like what? It's, you have to, I think they're just not enough routes like oh. going to the way if you want to fly to Australia, that's how you do it. It's it's something like a sixteen hour like look, speak not to get not to get too Thailand centric on this pod, but it was a sixteen hour trip to mm. Bangkok. It was New York New York, it was like New York, Anchorage, Narita Airport, Bangkok. And then the fun part of the trip is because we were going when we went a bunch of times, we'd go to Chiang Mai, which is a city up in the north. And you can take like a one hour flight to Chiang Mai, but more fun is taking the night train, which is just, which I don't think has been fixed since like changed since the 1950s. There's a bullet train also now, but you can you mm. take the night train. And it is, it's one of the most amazing experiences. Like there are two reasons why the train from Bangkok to Chiang Mai is awesome. One, because like when the cars connect, there are no sort of guardrails anywhere. So you can just sit on the steps like facing the countryside rolling by and bouncing along and you could pretend you're like in a john steinbeck novel or something and you sit there and you're like bouncing along riding the rails watching the countryside go by which is outstanding um and i would do that i'd play my harmonica and i'd really get into the whole you know 1930s tom joe thing and the other part about it that's awesome is the only way to take this train for that far because it's about like a 12 hour train ride is the first six or so hours you go up into the north and you're heading up 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 into the mountains 
and the train only has enough juice to get halfway. So it drives there, it connects, it hooks up with another engine on the backside, which takes the second half of the journey. So there's a pit stop right in the middle when you're right up in the mountains. And you do not, you really should experience what it's like to go from 95 to 100 degrees in Bangkok in the summer and you're up in the mountains and suddenly it's 30 degrees and you are as cold as I have ever been. You are pulling clothes out of your luggage and just draping them all over yourself to stay warm while the train stays stopped and then you go the rest of the way. But it's a, and you do, and you stop in the monkey city and in the monkey city, the monk, like spider monkeys run up onto the train and try to steal your wallet and you give them food and they jump in the car and then because the train is stopped and they run back into the, into the jungle. It's very exciting. I highly recommend it. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Well, let's do our predictions. Where do we think? Monkey Wa- sitting. Monkey sitting. Okay. Where do we think Watson actually ends up? Who do you think trades for him? Because I think it's going to happen in the next couple of days. I think it will yeah. happen before our next pod. Maybe. I'm going to say, I'll start here. I'll say Panthers, I think. And I don't want Deshaun Watson in the NFC South, but it looks like that's, that would be my guess. Tepper doesn't right. care. I'm going to go because I, I think they're desperate enough. To, I think they realize that they do not have the guy there. I'm going to go New Orleans. Mm, oh, Wow. I'm also I'm also going to pick a long shot. I'm also going to pick a long shot. I don't know if this is going to happen. I have no information suggesting this is going to happen. I'm probably wrong and it won't happen. But Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, I you In a know package I built around Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts and their slew of picks this year for Deshaun Watson. If, if, like, if got, they got, I think what three first round picks this year. I was going to say so. if you can get also another example of... of two completely different human beings. Jalen Hurts is like one of the best human beings. Jalen Hurts is extremely cool. There's a very fine yes. Tyler Tyler Ricky Times profile of him in GQ earlier this year. Jalen Hurts. Shout out to Jalen Hurts. I'm a big Jalen Hurts guy. Yeah, uh, Jalen Hurts is Jalen Hurts is a is a fine quarterback. He just doesn't have the arm to be a lot better than. But as you were saying. He's got a bit of a noodle arm. He's got a bit of. I don't a, know. Got... He doesn't have a noodle. No, no, no. Jalen's fine. Does we stand for Jalen on this be... podcast. I, I'm agreeing. I like he was the he was the linchpin of my third place fantasy football team all last year. He was an outstanding fantasy football quarterback. Who I got in the Dude's just round. a leader. That man is a football player and a leader. Okay. And a good okay, but mm-hmm. but my prediction is that the Eagles go in on Deshaun Watson. So no one has Steelers or Seahawks. Interesting. Well, you took the chalk line, and so that's for yeah. Andrew and I to get creative. Okay. Because that's if fair. we're right, we're we look awesome, and if we're wrong, well, we we, we that, that's where he was predicted to go. Well, so it's, uh... yeah, it's it's it, it's that, but it's also a yeah. This team, Andrew, but... you think Houston will trade him? To like a city like what 90 to 120 miles away that's no oh cool. no not no no okay oh no are you are you talking about going from to, to yeah, new orleans, orleans? I, to new orleans. Know, I, I i say new orleans because they're new orleans is in the same boat that minnesota and indianapolis and a few who, other teams who, are in who who is the head coach of the new orleans saints i missed dennis that. allen dennis allen used to okay. be the head coach in oakland um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. so he was either yeah, he was right after lane kiffin if i want to say he, he was he was either before or right after lane kiffin um, i thought he's after tom cable 
Yeah, I think that. I don't think they went back to back. I I don't think they went back to back super young because I think Dennis Allen was also one of the youngest coaches in NFL history, and then before that, Lane Kiffin. I don't think they did that back to back. I do not have the bandwidth to keep track of the Oakland. Yeah, the the yeah Al Las Vegas Raiders coaches. God rest his soul, but Al Davis was um like near the end of his run, he was just running out just random guys as head coaches. Um, Jack am I crazy Rio, or did baby. Sylvester did Sylvester Croom get a shot? Am I misremembering no. that? You're misremembering that. Okay. Yeah, he yeah, he no, no, not Art Shell. Okay. Art, Art Shell yes. came back. Art Shell, yes. Art Shell. So Lance Zuerlein, Bucky Brooks, Dane Brugler for my my mock draft. Pick. Yes. Got it. Noted. Noted. I'm very excited. I'm, I'm hoping Kayvon uh Thibodeau falls to the Jets. I'm also very high he's, on Ahmad Sauce Gardner because his name is Sauce. Oh, yeah, Sauce no, is Sauce, great. I, I, I would love Sauce Gardner I want him in Atlanta. In Minnesota. No, let me get AJ Terrell and Sauce Gardner on the outside. Like, let's do that. No one's passing on the Atlanta Falcons at that point. Nobody. 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 Yeah, no, Who you're, wants you're, that smoke? Nobody. When, nobody. When it's week six and the Falcons are on the uh, lower third of passing defense in the NFL... Um, okay. It will be everybody. Everybody wants to smoke. Okay, no, I, not... no, I, I think that the only reason I say New Orleans is when it comes to Deshaun Watson is there are maybe, I'd say, two or three teams, maybe that, that list is probably even longer if we're keeping it a buck, but of, of teams that would like to improve their quarterback situation, but at the yeah. same time, you Don't really want to pay a premium dollar. Don't yeah. pay. Don't want to pay a premium dollar and are better off waiting. And so that's why I'm looking at New Orleans. Like, do you have a guy there? You really don't. And you no, kind of they, they, they got they got Jameis and they keep. I would just resign Jameis to a team friendly deal, one year deal, and just ride it out next year. I mean, I, I, I could see what them they're probably going to do. I think that's what's going to happen. I mean, they're not. Well, see, here's what I think Jameis should do, or that the Lions are the team that should sign Jameis. So mm-hmm. the Lions, the Lions are going to get fired. So this is something I was talking about on the podcast this week, which is they cannot do 34 games of Jared Goff, and that's where they're angling. And if you do 34 games of Jared Goff in today's NFL, it's it doesn't work. Like you cannot. We are still an entertainment product, and. I understand that. Like, the Lions haven't been entertaining in, in, in how many years? Okay, so for, first off, for mm-hmm. the, can, 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 can the Detroit-based journalists just... Mm-hmm. Yeah, why don't you weigh in? I think I feel like this guy has... We kind of realized that, yeah, Jared Goff ain't that guy. Um, that was kind of figured out, I'd say, maybe like within the first half of this past season. Uh, but the thing about it is, Look at his receiving core. Oh, is the worst in the NFL? Josh Reynolds and company, Amon. Yeah, Josh, Brown, Josh yeah. Reynolds, Amon Ross, St. Brown. Brown. Yeah, like so. These guys developed over time, but Amon Ross was if, really if helpful to my if fantasy. You're, if you're thinking that Jared Goff is going to be the guy, he ain't going to be the guy. But yeah. the, the 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 problem is, how do you transition? Because it's not, ex- and I'm not saying, so I'm not the type that's going to go like, hey, you know, you you take this guy off the field and then you just replace him with whoever, because guess what? The that guys that you had David back Blau. there, the guy, yeah. yeah, David Blau. That's his name. That name. Yeah, no, but yeah, you're just kind of like. 
But with Jameis, it makes it fun. Jameis makes them fun. They make them enjoyable. But you don't – here's the thing. Like, I get, you know, fun, enjoyable. I totally get it. The problem is you don't have the the offensive capabilities to create fun. No, you have a great offensive line. Detroit's got a good offensive line. They have a great offensive line, but look at the skill position. But you can draft the skill position. Don't use a quarterback, just add skill. The Lions can think a second-round pick in like Desmond Ritter or something. I feel like that's – No, I think it's a way. That's a way. It's it's, it's the QB from Liberty, Malik Willis, that – He's going in the first round. Yeah, he might be the first quarterback on the board. somebody, Somebody may trade up and grab him. Or if he does, he feels Pittsburghian. I don't know. Um, but if, a lot he, of, yeah. if he does slip and a lot of the, EJ Manuel vibes from Malik Willis. <laughs> oh, well, eh. you know, I'm I'll, the biggest guy. I've, I'll, I'm still I'll the give, biggest Matt Corral guy. That dude, I'll, I think, is going to be a player. I'll give EJ Manuel this. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was the first quarterback taken. But look at look at Buffalo as a team at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was worth a shot. Yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah, so like, I'm I'm not gonna say EJ Manuel was a bad quarterback. Sometimes he was a bad quarterback. So, but, some, yeah, sometimes, okay. Sometimes it's the team that drafts it's the team you, and it's a fit. It's it's a whole yeah. a lot of. Experience. But my thing with the Detroit, I just like, wanna, I just want to praise the St. Brown family for their mm-hmm. children, <laughs> Equinemius and Amon Ra. Because those are outstanding names. Didn't they change it? Am I misremembering? They changed their last name. They added a Saint. It, it's sure. just Brown. They just added Saint. I, they legally changed their name to Saint. That's Brown. even better. Yeah, I, I approve of that even more. Equinimity, I'm pretty sure it was just Brown. Equinimius? Equinimius? How do you pronounce that? Equinimius? Equinimius? I don't know. We lost Andrew when I got into the Saint Brown phrase. Yeah, I'm not sure. Andrew's coming back. All right, we'll talk about we'll talk about the. In any case, uh, yeah. So it's mock draft season for me. This is this is the time of the year when I check that stuff every single day. Well, I, I just it. think, and the last thing I'll say on the Lions thing is the reason I see the Jimmy stuff in it, like you cannot go six and what they're twenty seven over a two year stretch anymore. You can't do that with Jared Goff yeah, they, and with that. You can't they do can. it. They can. It's so bad. Look. Remember the narratives. The questions that this man will get, Dan Campbell will get if they're one and seven and they keep playing. People love Dan Jared Campbell. Goff. Okay, they so, don't. They okay. love him to a point. They, this I, is like a okay. Once again, let the Detroit journalists weigh hold in. Hold on, here, I'm gonna get man. some coffee real quick. I'll be right back. Okay, so I'll explain. I'll explain this to Bob. Go. I'll explain mm-hmm. this to Bob. Okay, so the thing is, everybody the understands that there is a rebuild going on. Yeah, and and there is a okay. We need to, you know, this is going to take a while because yeah. Huh, shockingly enough the nfl it is difficult to win in a two three year span look they don't have a quarterback i don't know what i don't know what throat like giving money to Jameis winston do will do other than add a couple more long passes a year it's not yeah it's to me it's it's like look yes everyone knows that jared goff is not going to be a winning quarterback starting quarterback in the nfl but it's fine yeah you pay you paid the price in draft picks giving up Stafford to get him. This is the take your medicine portion of the rebuild. Well, and if we're keeping it a buck, they're in a spot where 
it's difficult to get a quarterback at this point. Yeah. In terms of like what you want and when now and all that crap. So if anything, here's what I would do. I would ride it out with Jarrett Goff because you got him on a cheap contract. I came back in at a bad time. Well, no. Okay. Well, so first off, you look at the you look at the NFC North. Mm-hmm. What what exactly? Hold on. I want to hear what I want to hear Chase's point. What exactly does signing Jameis Winston do for the Lions? So it raises the bar. So it it probably gives them three to four more wins. I would say Jameis <laughs> is good. Jameis is a good player. So Jameis has put you at number fourteen. He's probably what the number 14, 15th best quarterback in the league. And what we saw before his injury with the Saints last year, he was really good and he was playing pretty well. The Saints were what? I mean, what was the <laughs> record before he got injured? Um, Jameis is someone who he is like a he raises your ceiling to a seven to eight win team he is not some but the thing is with the lions as andrew did i andrew hear me out here is the thing we're hearing we're hearing we're hearing you out the josh rosen stuff you saw in arizona where they were like oh rosen it doesn't work like yes the situation was bad you need that context it was the worst offensive line in nfl history however you saw the the issues immediately of picking the wrong quarterback or not being a fun offense and just being like, Oh, we got to, we got to go to Kyler. Now we got this pick We're we're pivoting. Yeah, and, we're now off. and then look at the offense. Like Hold on. I'm not done. The they fired their coach. Tyler. Steve Wilkes was fired because of the yeah. way that offense played after one year. And then you go to Miami. Brian Flores did not believe into a tongue of Viola. That offense was a train wreck this past year. The offensive line was the worst in football. Guess what else happened? They just had, it was the Jalen Waddle show. Jalen Waddle was it. They didn't surround him with enough talent, and Tua is uh, like Tua is the guy. But like now, the pressure's there on Mike McDaniel to fix Tua. In Detroit, the situation is you have to be able to. If you're a bad team, you need to either a have a great quarterback or b have just some kind of offense that is fun for the fans. Because if you're going to lose with 17 games, you better be fun or you're getting fired like robert sala could get fired this year in new york if this if zach wilson's not better this year robert sala's gone like it's over no, you have no, to be able to can, 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 can i chime in can yes I, can I chime in does that so, make sense i don't think i'm crazy no, here's, here's what changed in the mm-hmm. second half of the season anthony lynn was no longer the play caller right Dan campbell was calling fun. the plays and the offense was actually moving they mm-hmm. were fun. They you, won you, some you games. Com- and, and the thing is, it's not like they were going out every Sunday and getting their ass kicked. Right. They yeah. were competitive in games virtually, I'd say, for a majority of the season. You take away maybe what two. The, what three. was the big upset? You were competitive in the Falcons game. No, we were we were in well, control. No, of that I'm saying, but, but they were they were competitive. What was the big upset win they had at the end of the year? Well, they tied the Steelers. Beat. They tied the then, Steelers, no. they beat the Vikings. Ugh. The Vikings. But but, but then yeah. but then they beat the Packers. But given yeah. gr- granted that Packers team didn't have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Um, and they were basically just playing you know, backups and, and getting guys the, limited. The, the Lions the, 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 were icy last year. They yeah. don't need to bring in Jameis, who I and, don't think is a – And if Jameis you, is not a considerable enough upgrade over Jameis. Yeah. Oh, I disagree. Because, I think he's a much better player. Yeah, but well, you're, here's, you're but wrong. here's the thing. You've so. still got the, – the, the problem is you've still got deficiencies in your running game. Um, mm-hmm. And the only reason that the running game was the only thing worth talking about was – the fact that you kind of, sort of, that's all you had to do. 
at one point was was to run the football. That's why yeah. if they were at midfield or when they were in you know plus territory going for it on fourth down, I like yeah. I like the Lions' stable of running backs. I think they've got a decent offensive line. I think they need help on defense. I think no, they don't have a franchise quarterback or even uh, you know a, a, a good starting quarterback right now. But I don't think that problem is going to be solved this year, no matter what. So I and, think you sally for Jameis had seven he had 14 touchdowns to three picks and a thousand yards um in his seven games to but start. He's five and two as a but starter. Here, but, here, but but Chase, the problem is you can't go from one extreme to the other. Because Jerry one, the problem with Jameis is is he either is going to implode or get injured. That is what has happened to yeah. Jameis in Washington every single season of his pro career. And we've seen Jared Goff had a six point six yards per attempt last year. Yeah, they six were thinking okay. and dunking. So, that was because who, they fired who, Anthony Lynn and they let Campbell take over the plays. And, 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 and look at look at what Jameis did with the weapons and the and the guys in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Well, no he's not he, he's he's not doing that in Detroit. I think he would. I think he would raise the ceiling. I do. I'm telling you, I think he would. But here's my pick. Here's I'm gonna it, we'll put a bone on it with this. Here's my pick. I think if Dan Campbell, if the Lions are, if they win less than four games next year, fewer, yeah, fewer than four games, he's out. I think he's no out. Ne- next season. Yes, no. I think he's out. Not next season. Um, no. Because you've already fired Anthony Lynn. Like, you already made the – like, that's step one. Is you fire the OC when the offense is bad, and it's like, well, I'll take responsibility. That was my bad. And then you no. change gears, and now you're going to – like, there's no other – no one else to blame. Dan Campbell's calling plays now. There's they're no not, one else to blame. They're not. They're going to – No, no. They, they got a new OC. They – they mm-hmm. they. But they, I think – but he's still calling plays. Last I saw, no, Dan Campbell's still no, calling so, plays. Okay, so, once again, uh-huh. let, let, let the Detroit-based guy – Seriously. Uh, so he wasn't calling he was calling plays, but the guy who was basically instrumental and key in getting the offense and, and helping script the offense, one helping script the offense, two installing what needs to be in those plays was the tight ends coach who, who they just moved up to OC. So mm-hmm. they're gonna be fine. They're they're, they're gonna be fine. And here's the thing. Three or four wins next year is probably going to be a target because that's where you're at. But the thing is, you can and, and the NFC North is in such a strange transition right now. A state of flux. Let's say. Yeah, because second place in that division, if we're keeping it a buck, is wide open. Yeah. Because like, Chicago's in a rebuild. I don't think it's wide open unless Minnesota. the Vikings trade Kirk Cousins. It's not well, wide open. And that's the thing, Minnesota. You're you're in a spot with Minnesota that it is. You're you. We really don't know what this team is going to look like. So that's why mm-hmm. I say second place is in flux. And plus, you've got a team. If you and so Chase, you brought up something that is very interesting because you talked about you know the NFL operates so fast that two or three years you need to, you know, you need to get it together. But here's the problem. The lions have been doing this two or three year thing for like 30 years. So the problem with that is if you're going to keep doing that, 
I, you, I, you, I you, you, you find you're, you're in this circle and you're basically just running around chasing your own freaking tail. And so the issue that the lions have with that is you can't, you have to basically come to terms. Okay. This is what we are. We need to actually build something. I, I, I'm just going to compare it to my football New York Jets, which are like, look, the Jets are not a good team right now. They have maybe like a handful of players that you could, could conceivably make a Pro Bowl one year, handful of young guys that could. Um, they are going to be bad for at least another couple of years, depending on Zach You can't. No, 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 Bob. You cannot. Because if you're bad for a couple of years, that means Zach Wilson was a bust. That means Zach Wilson right, did not Zach work Wilson, out. Most first-round quarterbacks are busts. That's so are you already out on Zach Wilson? No, I'm not. I'm just saying the odds are he's not going to be good. I'm just saying the, traje- the trajectory that they're on right now is they mm-hmm. are going to develop Zach. Hopefully, but look shows. at the Bengals. Like that's the thing is like they could be the Bengals next year. Literally, if Zach Wilson pops, like if Zach Wilson yes, pops, if Zach Wilson pops, so that's the trajectory that yeah. they're on. But what they were doing, you know, look what they've been doing is they are trying to make sure they are stockpiling pieces around. Yep. Zach Wilson, what the Detroit Lions are doing is they are slowly but surely they are stockpiling pieces and they will need to stockpiling pieces for the next coach. Here's what I think. Brad Holmes is safe. They fire Dan Campbell. And I think Raheem Morris is the next head coach of the Detroit Lions next year. Done. Done. 2023. The next head coach. Here we go. Brad Holmes is going to get another head coach. He'll get one more. I think he's done a good, like he's, he'll be fine. He'll get another head coach. General managers always get more time and it will not be Dan Campbell. I'm, this it will not gonna, be Dan Campbell. Yeah, and when Brad Holmes is the head coach, he will be going to Ben Simmons' Hall of Fame. This is, yeah, this is, this, this is in line with the Ben Simmons Hall of Fame. Just, he is a Hall of Famer, yeah. but hold on. Um, so let's just go ahead and mark this down. March 12th, Chase Thomas said that. Dan Campbell would not have his job this time next year. And also it's marked. It's marked. It's marked. And Raheem Morris will be the next head coach of the Detroit Lions. Okay. You get, you placed your marker. You happy now? I placed my marker. I feel good. Okay. Why don't we end it on that note? Because it's, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> I'm, I've, I've done so. I am done. So I'm out. Silverman out. I didn't mean to like, just, where are you guys out with this take? I didn't think it was this controversial of a take. It's okay. You're it's, this it's, is your thing. You're in, you're you're enjoyably wrong. It's fine. Enjoyably wrong. Yeah, kind of like Jameis Winston's play at quarterback. Yikes! Yikes! I this is this is rough. This is a rough ending for for us guys. How about your picks of the week? How can we end it on a positive? What's your pick of the week? Yeah, Bob? sure. Why not? <laughs> Bob is so over it. I am, and I'm over here giving Bob advice. Like I'm like, no, Zach Wilson could be good. Like you could be a Super Bowl he team can next year. Be good. That's the. But you're just over here like we're gonna be bad for the next couple years. It's like that's not how the NFL My works anymore. If your quarterback's right, <laughs> is beating Chase Thomas with a sock filled with horse manure is my pick of the week. Everyone enjoys it. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm... Andrew, what's your uh, pick of the week? I've got Andrew, what's yours? I can't think of one. Um, selection Sunday, brackets, money, wagering. Um, don't be like Calvin Ridley, guys. Um, <laughs> that was not. What is this? Just the pile on the Chase Thomas podcast at the end here. I was just making a joke, but we I got no receivers. We got no yeah. pick. We got no money. Our pets' heads my, are falling my, off. My, I, I started reading a, a, a book, a lovely new book about a biography of Buster Keaton called Cameraman. Mm. Is, it's, it's quite fun. It's taken the top slot in my bathroom book rotation. Um, mm. So that would be my recommendation. Buster Keaton, cameraman, available wherever books are sold. I just read this book this week. It was very good. I'm really into Roanoke and uh, The Lost Colony and everything. But if you wanted the best book on what they think the best take on what happened with the the lost colony i would highly recommend this it's it is extremely my jam um this lost colony and everything it's it's fascinating it's fascinating um well guys thank you as always i apologize for my takes but i believe in them they're not disingenuous i believe in my i set a google alert for this by the way just so you know yes so okay. it will be so that would be Sunday, March twelfth, twenty twenty three. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. Perfect. I am so excited. But what are y'all? But see, now I feel like you're gonna just be like, uh, the, the, and then if it does happen, I'm not gonna. You're not gonna be like, oh, Chase, no, you nailed he, that he, one. He, you know, here's the thing. You if you if you get it right, congratulations, good for you. Yeah. I just I, I'm just. You can rub our faces in it. If and if I wasn't, if I wasn't based in the Detroit area and had a decent extensive amount of knowledge on the lines, I may agree with you. But I'm over here like, yeah. You well, was going to defer to expertise. Mm, no, no, we won't. No. What it? You know what's going to stink is if I'm like one year off. And then we just get rid of the Google alert. And then it's like Raheem Morris is the head coach in 2024. And then I'm just like, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. The fact that you're going to give a black man in the NFL a head coaching opportunity, that that might be worth a Google alert itself. Yeah, Man, him. I can make that joke. You guys can't. (laughs) All right, guys. Bob is Bob is speech. This is the I'm first time we've done. ended a pod with Bob just speechless about. Done. I'm done mm-hmm. though. I got. Please, Bob. Talk. Bob. Bob. I almost got you to laugh there. I almost got you to laugh. I'm smiling. I'm smiling. <laughs> Robert Silverman, go subscribe to the Daily Beast if you have not already done so. <sighs> thank you as always, my friend Andrew Hammond up there in Detroit. Thank you for bearing with me with my Detroit Lions takes, sir. Go actually, subscribe to the Detroit Free Press absolutely. if you have not already done so. If you, you want guys... to learn something actually about the Lions it's based in fact, read Andrew Hammond. If not, continue listening to Chase Thomas. <laughs> if you want way, some takes, you're, you're, yeah. you're a winner either way. Yeah. yeah, you know who else is a winner? The Tennessee Volunteers, Nico! All right, that'll do it for today's edition here on the Chase Thomas Podcast. Uh, thank you again to Bob and Andrew for coming on this weekend. Greatly appreciate it. Um, don't forget, folks, if you like listening to the Sports Reporters, we do this every weekend on uh, the Chase Thomas Podcast on this very feed. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you have not already done so. Um also, if you like listening to today's episode, please make sure you leave this episode a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget, you can watch this very podcast. Yeah, if you want to watch it, youtube.com. Type in the Chase Thomas Podcast. That's simple. Hit that subscribe button. Never miss a video episode or any video clips, anything of the like, and uh, all kinds of other good stuff. Um, yeah, there you go. Follow me on Twitter, Chase double underscore Thomas. Like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash Chase Thomas Writer. All right, you guys have yourself a great Monday, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Uncle Derek, how do I do?